Welcome, everyone, to the Friday edition, the best edition of the Markets and Mortgages podcast. I am your host, Tyler Crawley. And before we get into all the big stories, I did see something that was trending on Twitter that I didn't have time because I really want to fully develop this. So I'm not sure. We'll probably talk about it on the next podcast because I really want to look into this. But there's this video that's trending on Twitter of a real estate agent, and I don't know where he's from. But he's, he has a theory that Zillow is mining data. It's taking this data. You know, we're going on there. We're looking at houses. It's then taking that data and then using that data to go buy up homes and then bid the prices up and then sell the homes for more money a few months later. And there's a lot of accusations about, you know, big money and how they're pretending that they're fixing the homes up and that's how they're making all this money. And like I said, I don't have time to get into it, but this is a big issue right now in housing. These hedge funds that are buying up single family homes and everyone's saying it's distorting the market. I am not someone that subscribes to that theory. I do not think that that is true. I think markets are markets and prices are prices. And the idea that corporations can mess everything up. I mean, sure, if there's like a monopoly, yes, then you don't have a marketplace. But as long as you got a market and any product is available to anyone that wants to buy it or is qualified to buy it, the manipulation that they're claiming just doesn't make a lot of sense to me. And like I said, I I really want to get into the details. So I don't want to talk about it because I just saw the video and I was like, that's not right. That doesn't make any sense. So we'll talk about that on the next podcast. But I do want to talk about something that I do know something a little bit about, and that is home affordability. And not surprisingly, you're not gonna be surprised by this, but home affordability worsened in the third quarter of 2021. That according to the Adam Data Solutions quarterly reports, looking at quarter over quarter, homes are less affordable in 75% of counties across the country compared to their historical averages. This is a 14 percentage point increase from the second quarter and year over year 21 percentage points worse than it was in the third quarter of 2020 and so just a reminder when they're talking about affordability what they mean is that it's the average wage earner in calculating home ownership for a median single family home and they're looking at of course historical averages and so what they're saying is that right now home prices are up but they're up more than even their historical average because here's the interesting news in all of this despite affordability issues total home costs are still under the 28 percent standard that is preferred by most lenders Quarter over quarter, total ownership cost on the typical home now consumes 24.9% of the average national wage of $64,857. That is a 0.6 percentage point increase from the second quarter. Now, year over year, much bigger jump. We are looking at total ownership costs are up 2.6 percentage points from the third quarter of 2021. And Todd Teda, who is the chief product officer over at Adam, said that home prices remain affordable by this standard, but we are getting close to that tipping point. Because if we see 
another 2.6% jump, we're going to get very close, that 28% standard. Uh, Tennis said in a statement, quote, the typical median-priced home around the U.S. remains affordable to workers earning an average wage. But affordability keeps inching in the wrong direction as the housing market boom keeps roaring ahead. That's pushing average workers closer and closer to the point where lenders might be reluctant to give them a mortgage. You're looking at rising home prices continuing. I mean, everyone's saying that home prices are going to keep going up. Maybe not at this pace. Obviously, it's going to slow down. But the real big question, and this is what Jerome Powell mentioned, interest rates. If these mortgage rates start moving up, that's going to push us a lot closer to that 28% standard. And then, then we got a problem. So right now we're okay, but something is going to have to, I don't, I don't want to say break or give because that gives the impression of like a crash, but something is going to have to start moving in the other direction. <laughs> That's, that is the reality of the situation and we know where interest rates are going to go. So that means we are definitely going to have to see a slowdown when it comes to home prices. Now, where are mortgage rates right now? Well, they're holding steady. We got our weekly survey or our week our our weekly data from the Freddie Mac weekly survey and mortgage rates moved up slightly, very slightly. The 30-year fixed moved up to two basis points to an average of 2.88%, which is slightly lower than the 2.9% that we saw at the same time last year. The 15-year fixed moved up three basis points to an average of 2.15%, which is still down 25 basis points from the same time a year ago. Sam Cater, chief uh, chief economist over at Freddie Mac, said in a statement that the instability in the global financial markets actually means lower rates domestically, saying, quote, the slowdown in economic growth around the world has caused a flight to the quality of the U.S. financial markets. This has led a rise in foreign investors to purchase U.S. treasuries, causing mortgage rates to remain in place despite the increasing dispersion of inflation across different consumer goods and services. I mean, yeah, that's the reality, is that you got a lot of people all around the globe freaking out about China, this Evergrande thing's freaking them out. They wonder what's gonna happen with China's economy, how how big of an impact is this going to have? China is the largest economy. Well, I think I think they surpassed us, it's, it's close. So we're like one and two, two and one, however you wanna look at it. And so when people are gonna flee China, where are they gonna go? The gold standard, that's right, United States of America. And so people are, fleeing into the U.S. saying, whoa, I'm not buying anything in China. I don't know who's going to be exposed to Evergrande. And so, yeah, buy U.S. treasuries. That's that's the way it works. When you're worried about something, you're looking for safety, there is nothing safer than a U.S. treasury. So, yeah, we kind of benefit from that by keeping rates lower, but that's not always going to be that way. Now, let's end on a positive note, shall we? Let's go into the weekend on a positive note, and that is, I mean, taking all these things into account, so we talked about home affordability. When home affordability gets worse, what does that also mean? Home equity is getting stronger for those that already own a home. Home equity has soared along with home prices in the second quarter of 2021. This, according to the CoreLogic Equity Report, U.S. homeowners with mortgages have seen their equity increase. You ready for this? 
29.3%. That is $2.9 trillion since the second quarter of 2023. $3 trillion has been created since the second quarter of 2020. So what does that mean for the average homeowner? $51,500. Now, of course, not all states are created equal. And California, which, as we all know, the West, the average home price, we talked about it yesterday, is over $500,000. So, yeah, from a dollar perspective, if you're out West, you're doing pretty good. And that's why the two states, California, Washington, have experienced the largest average equity gains at $116,300 and $102,900, respectively. Now, the two states at the bottom... Oh, no. Or I'm sorry. The, the, the state at the bottom, there's only one, is uh, North Dakota. Oh, poor North Dakota. They have only seen $10,000 in equity created since the second quarter of 2021. Now, I know what you're asking. Where's North Carolina, Tyler? I care about North Carolina. I do, too. I live in North Carolina. North Carolina, 44000 So we're a little bit below the national average. But... Probably that won't be the case for long, considering the volume that we saw yesterday from existing home sales in the South. Now, the best result, in my opinion, of rising equity is the decrease in homeowners that are underwater. I mean, sure, equity is great. That's awesome. But we all know that will lead to the dreaded crash, the crash of the market that will only happen when people are underwater in their homes. If people have equity in their homes, they're going to stay in their homes. When people do not have skin in the game, that's when they exit. And so the fewer people who are underwater, the less likely you're going to see people walking away from their homes, which would be the catalyst for a crash. So quarter over quarter, homes with negative equity decreased by 12% to 1.2 million homes or 2.3% of all mortgaged properties. And here's what's even more amazing. Year over year, 30% decline. I mean, we continue on this path, which it looks like we are. I mean, you could have less than a million homes <laughs> underwater. That is just, I mean, that, that's, that shows you the stability of the housing market right now. Dr. Frank Nothaf, the chief economist of CoreLogic said in a statement Quote, home equity wealth is at a record level and will bolster economic activity in the coming year. Higher wealth spurs additional consumer expenditures and also supports room additions and other investments in homes, adding to overall economic activity. That's true. Now, what we don't want to see is what we saw in 2006 and seven, a bunch of cash out refis, people tapping all the equity, which, of course, you can't do anymore. You can't get 100 percent. Uh, cash out refi. So we don't have to worry about that. But you don't want us to be able maxing out their equity, which they're not. You know, we are seeing a slight rise in cash out refis, but nothing like we saw in 2006, 2007. And you also don't want to see people just cashing out and then, you know, wasting that money, consolidating debt, paying off student loans, you know, paying off higher rate, you know, your car, whatever it may be, that makes sense. But if it's people just taking it to go spend, I mean, sure, it might not hurt them, but that could be a problem going forward. And 
based on the fact that you are seeing people with higher credit scores getting home loans and, and doing refis, it's usually a good sign that these people, people that have good credit scores tend to be responsible with money. And so all in all, this just goes to the argument at how stable the housing market is and how opposite we are from where we were in 2007, 2008. So good news as we head into the weekend. And like I said, on the next podcast, we're going to be talking about this crazy Zillow conspiracy. I got to do some research and look into what we'll be talking about it on the next podcast. You guys enjoy your Friday. Enjoy your weekend. The weather is going to be beautiful. At least it is in Wilmington. Hopefully wherever you are, it's beautiful as well. I'll see you back here Monday morning. And as always, do not wait to buy real estate. You buy real estate and wait. Wait.